The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. I don't think about that in this moment. Uh, what we're thinking about is this is a project. I know it takes time, but I also um, know that in this club, and I have the experience with other clubs like Ajax and Bayern Munich, in the top is never time. Uh, but uh, we, um, uh, we want to win. We want to win uh, every game, so we go from game to game, and then we will see. I don't see it as a risk. Uh, I think um, this club uh, has a, a great history. And now, yeah, let's make a future. And I'm really excited to do that with um, the people around uh, who are in the club. We bring some new people in, in the staff. Um, we will analyze the squad and we will go from day to day. Uh, work hard, 100% committed, and then I'm sure we will get a success. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but I already uh, met big coaches, big teams in the Premier League, so I know how to deal with that. But uh, it's clear uh, the Premier League is the biggest league um, in, in the world, I think. Uh, and I'm really looking forward uh, to battle with them. Have you spoken to people about what it's like to be here at this club in this league week to week? Yeah, of course, I've spoken with people get an idea. I think we have to work and we have to uh, set uh, clear purposes, purposes, clear strategy and then you need people who have uh, capabilities and have the, the right attitude and a positive attitude and 100% committed and work hard and then we will achieve success. How does an ideal team of yours play? How would you like to see them actually play? I mean, your team playing as you like. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, maybe you have seen Ajax, huh? and I like that, huh? but it's always players uh, dictating the way of play. And uh, now when I have the idea, I will um, line up my best team, I will, uh, and I will line up my, my players like that, that they get the best out of, of them, and that they can go to the maximum, that they feel comfortable uh, in their role, and, and, and in the end it's about yeah, getting the success together. I think it's part of my analyze. I analyze by myself, I observe, and I speak with a lot of people. But finally, I will draw my own line. 
Yeah. And do you, there's obviously plans for Ralph to have a consultancy role with the club going forward. Do you endorse that? Do you support that? Do you think that could be valuable for the club going forward? That is on the club. There's a feeling in English football that nobody else will win the Premier League until the clock Guardiola cycle is over and one of them or both of them decide to leave. Do you agree do you agree with that? Does everybody else have to wait? In this moment I, I admire them. I admire them both. Uh, they play in this moment really fantastic football, both uh, Liverpool and Man City. But you will always see uh, um, that yeah, there are, uh, an era can come to an end. And I'm looking forward to battle with them. And I've, I'm sure all the other in the Premier League, uh, all the clubs will want to do that. But can that era come to an end before they decide to leave? I think, yeah. Hi, Eric. Uh, Kieran Canning from AFP. You've talked there about a project and a, and a style of play but also adapting to the, the players that you have. Does, does Cristiano Ronaldo fit into that project? Of course. What, what do you feel he can bring going into next season? Ronaldo? Yeah. And goals. Are <laughs> <laughs> you looking for more leadership from him as well to, to sort of lead this project forward for uh, state? I talk first with Ronaldo uh, before I talk with you. <laughs> you are listening to... Bet MUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Twitter account for Bet MUFC at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. At LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without the dot. That is my premium pay service that has delivered 108 months in a row of transparent track profit, or at least we are just a couple of days from saying that. And that means we have achieved our goal of having nine years of profit without a single losing month. 108 winning months out of 108 over at LockBetting.com. You can sign up on June the 1st to be a part of the service. Now, the soccer season, the domestic soccer season may be over, but there are still many leagues we bet on, including Norway, Mexico and the MLS. In addition to that, we have three rounds of the Nations League at the start of June. So whereas there is no major tournament this year, like the Copa America or the Euros or a World Cup, well, we do have a World Cup coming up in November, but we don't have one this summer. We do have three rounds of the Nations League. So we have a ton of soccer action still, and we will be covering all of that over at LockBetting.com, along with the NHL, along with the MLB, along with the end of the NBA playoffs. We are having our best season in the NBA so far. We are finishing strong in the playoffs. And of course, we have tennis with the French Open as we go into week two of the French Open tennis and we have Wimbledon coming up at the end of the month. So huge month over at lockbetting.com and you can be a part of the month of June as we go for 109 months in a row of transparent track profit. Do your research if you feel more comfortable doing that. I always post the P&Ls over at the Twitter account at lockbetting.com. 
At the moment, you can have a look at the month of April. That is still the pin tweet. That will be replaced next week by the month of May. The month of May is very interesting because it includes all of our futures as well. Have a look through. Make sure that you like the plays. Make sure that's the the type of bets you want to do. Make sure the stakes are good for you as well. We don't do any ridiculous stakes like 5 units, 10 units or 20 unit whales. It's all realistic staking. And of course, the members' comments underneath the bottom will verify all of the plays and the fact that we have delivered this 108 months in a row. If you want to see more spreadsheets, go down to the bottom of the April almost spreadsheet, whatever one you look at whenever you're listening to this. Look at the tags down the bottom. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. One of them says PL. By clicking PL, you'll have access to all of the other PLs. They're all posted. Again, have a look through, have a look with a fine-tooth comb, have a look at all of the plays that we do, have a look at the stakes, the sports, and of course the members' comments verifying the fact. We have delivered 108 months in a row of Transpat Track Profit, nine years without a single losing month. Well, at least that's a couple of days away. We still have um, a couple of days to navigate, but there's no way we're going to lose the profits that we have. We are over 25 units up at this point with our futures included. And uh, we have the Champions League final, of course, coming up this weekend. Now, if you want to gamble on the Champions League final, if you want my tips, there will be a podcast coming out covering the Champions League in the next few hours. But if you want to get all of my official plays for the Champions League final, you can DM me at lockbetting.com and I will sell you a Champions League card for $25. So if you want to purchase a Champions League card, that will be $25 for the Champions League final. That is a profit guaranteed card. Much like every month of lockbetting.com is profit guaranteed. If we don't make you a profit, you will get your money back or you will get a free month and you will get a free card if this card loses for the Champions League. So hit me up via my DMs at lockbetting.com. Moving on with this edition of BetMUFC, I didn't see any point in looking back on that Crystal Palace game. All I'll say about it is that we finished the season strong here on BetMUFC with our picks because we took Crystal Palace to win that game as a plus 210 underdog straight up on the money line. No double chance, no both teams to score, no um, no pick play, nothing like that. Straight up money line, plus 210 winner here to finish the BetMUFC season. And that really indicates how much faith I have lost in this team. And subsequently, that indicates what a huge rebuilding job Eric Ten Hag has. Now, he outlined in that clip, we cut that clip up. That's why at the beginning of it, you didn't hear all of the questions, but you did hear answers to questions that you didn't hear the questions for. Hopefully it all made sense, but I wanted to keep that as concise as possible, getting the main points in. And I think the main takeaway from that, other than the fact that um, he does feel that Guardiola and Klopp will be stopped without having to leave the league. So they will be stopped whilst they're still in the league. Aside from that, the main takeaway is the fact that he said that Cristiano Ronaldo at 38 38 years old is going to be a part of his plans. I think that was the big takeaway for a lot of people. It's obviously difficult to build a team around Ronaldo. And when asked the question about leadership, I think it would then be even more difficult to implement Ronaldo as your captain long term. But I think if you're looking for next season to to make sure that you get back into the Champions League, then I feel that is the right direction to go in. But if you're looking for a complete rebuild, perhaps that isn't the right direction to go in. So it's a very, very difficult conundrum that Manchester United face. And it's the whole thing with Ronaldo here that, that's causing the issue again. Now, 
knowing Manchester United supporters, I don't think that it's acceptable to completely destroy this team and rebuild it completely by getting half of the team out of the door, including Ronaldo, and saying you're not a part of my long-term plans, getting rid of him as well, taking all of those goals out of the team, doing a complete rebuild and finishing sixth again next season whilst you're trying to establish a way of playing football. Now, Jurgen Klopp got that time at Liverpool in his first season. He finished eighth, but obviously he was trying to implement his way of playing. That was obviously evident in the first season. Now, he got the time to do that. Now, Manchester United are a far bigger club than Liverpool with higher expectations. Jurgen Klopp got that job off the back of Liverpool not winning the title for, for 25 years. So by the time Klopp came in, this was a team that had been dominated by Alex Ferguson for years. They tried everything with managers from Gerard Houllier to Rafa Benitez to Brendan Rodgers. They tried everything and they couldn't catch Manchester United. So when Jurgen Klopp came in, he was going to always be given time because this team had fallen to the point where they hadn't done anything in terms of winning the league for 25 years. Man United aren't there yet. Man United are 10 years, coming up to 10 years without winning the league. Is that enough to say, look, we need a complete rebuild. We need a complete change of philosophy. We need a complete different squad. Or can you not afford to do that still? Do you need to get into the Champions League next season to keep your job. What's what's the minimum what's the minimum requirement for Eric Ten Hag? What can he actually achieve next season and what's the minimum that he can achieve in order to keep his job? Can he finish 6th, 7th or 8th and keep his job whilst trying to implement his his new way of playing? Can he um can he do that with Cristiano Ronaldo on the team? Does Ronaldo want to be a part of a rebuild or does he want to immediately win trophies? Do Manchester United want to spend 200 to 250 million on established players and have a run for the trophy or do they want to sign players the likes of Timber from Ajax who may need a season to adjust into the Premier League it's a very very difficult conundrum to solve do you plan for now do you immediately try to wash away this season do you look at it and go look there are a lot of players here that finished second in the Premier League the season before so do you throw this season in the bin completely forget about it Keep the players who were performing this season before and for a couple of years after that, give another chance to, to Rashford, give another chance to, to Bruno Fernandes, give another chance to Harry Maguire, give another chance to Luke Shaw. Trust these players once again with Ronaldo there, bring in some players around them and hope that they perform like they did the season before, combined with the influence of the new players, plugging in holes in positions where we were always weak. I don't particularly think that Wan-Bissaka was ever the right right back for Man United. I don't think we ever solved our defensive midfield problems. I don't think that we've ever had enough striker options. If there's an injury to Ronaldo, we had to fall back this season on Edison Cavani. And Edison Cavani was good this season before, but Edison Cavani didn't want to be there this season. We also lost Mason Greenwood and Mason Greenwood was the cover for Edison Cavani this season before. So it's, it's a bit of a mess, but I think the first thing we need to do is get a whole plethora of players out of the club. And I think that's the process that's beginning. I know Lee Grant is going. I know Nemanja Matic is leaving. I think Wan Matt is leaving as well. Paul Pogba's not signing a new contract. Jesse Lingard's out of the door. Anthony Martial was unfortunately coming back from Sevilla. His, his move there, his loan move there didn't work out. I was hoping to sell him. But hopefully somebody will be able to buy Martial for a cut price. We're trying to get 40 million from Dean Henderson from Newcastle because we know they have the money. Realistically, 
That's a 25, 30 million pound goalkeeper. If we can get that money, I would be happy with that. I'll be happy to see eight to 10 players, ideally more, go out of this door. There isn't a lot of players I want to keep. And perhaps my bias from this season is, is, is overshadowing things somewhat. Um, I do know already that from the comments that Ronaldo's going to be part of his plans. I think it's very unlikely Bruno Fernandes is going to go anywhere. He spoke a little bit about Harry Maguire and said he's a quality player. But again, he's not going to say he isn't. Um, I think it's telling that wan has been told he can leave and that Diego Dallo is apparently a part of his plans. I think that's more to do with the way that he's going to play stylistically. And also, there's only so many players that you can sign. Maybe Diego Dallo isn't the best right-back in the world, but you can't go and sign the best right-back in the world if you're already trying to sign a centre-back to go alongside Varane or Maguire because Varane's going to be injured all the time anyway and he's only going to play about 25 games a season. So sometimes this guy's going to have to play alongside Maguire and then you're going to need to sign a top quality holding midfielder as well. And I mean top, top quality because we've been missing that for so many years. We also need a, another cover striker as well. So you have to fulfill all of these positions. You don't necessarily want to be in the market for two right backs when you now already need to replace Wan-Bissaka as well. So there is so much to do. If we have a look through the Man United squad, this is long overdue. We'll have a look who I think they are going to get rid of and who I would like to see the back of. So straight off the bat, I'll tell you that I would like to see more players go than I think are realistically going to go. So we'll start with the goalkeepers. We have four at the moment. We have David De Gea, Lee Grant, Tom Heaton and Dean Henderson. I think we should lose three of these. Um, I don't think we need Dean Henderson. I don't think we need Tom Heaton. And I don't think we need Lee Grant. I do think that with Henderson, he's a very, very good number two, but he's probably too good to be a number two. So I do think we'll get a new number two in this season. Some supporters aren't happy with David De Gea. David De Gea has been one of our best players this season. But some people do believe that David De Gea isn't a good fit for the way Eric Ten Hag wants to play. He thinks that he needs a a ball-playing keeper, a keeper who's good with his feet, a sweeper keeper as such, much like Alisson and Edison. I don't think you necessarily need to conform to what everybody else is doing. As I said, and as Ten Hag said on that clip, football has errors. What works now won't necessarily work in five years' time. There's always a way to change and, and evolve in football. Um, there have been a lot of different errors of, of tactics that I've seen. I've seen a lot of teams just implementing a straight 4-4-2. That's pretty much what I grew up with. We then saw the, the wing backs. We then saw Mourinho's style of play, which was parking the bus up in difficult teams and trying try difficult games and trying to nick the game with the, with two holding midfielders sitting in front of your back four. We, we've seen Tiki Taka. We've seen this 4-2-3-1 formation with your wingers joining up with your with your sole centre forward. We've seen a false nine this season from Pep Guardiola. So everything is always evolving in football. And we have a solid shot stopper there in David De Gea. So I don't see the, the need to change that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I already think this team have enough to do without getting four goalkeepers out of the door. Realistically... I would like to lose three. And realistically, I do think we'll lose all three of those. I think Lee Grant will go. I think Tom Heaton will, will probably go. And um, I think Dean Henderson will look for permanent first team football. I think if anybody stays out of those out of those three, it will be Tom Heaton who remains as the third choice with a new second goal, second choice goalkeeper signed in the summer. In defence, we have Victor Lindelof. 
Eric Bailly, Phil Jones, Harry Maguire, Rafa Varane, Diego Dallo, Luke Shaw, Alexis Telles, Aaron Wambasaka, Brandon Williams, Alex Tenzebi, and Alvaro Fernandez. Now, Alvaro Fernandez will probably go out on loan. I can see us wanting a permanent move for Tunzabi and Brandon Williams. I don't think we want to send them back out on loan again. If we don't sell them in this window, I think they will go back out on loan. I don't see a place for them here in Eric Ten Hag's plans. We already know that Aaron Wambasaka is available to buy. I do think that we may recruit a, a new left back. I feel that Tellis could be the player that makes way. I would rather keep Tellis as a cover player and look for a first choice left back rather than keeping Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw clearly has some significant mental problems and he isn't cut out to be a Manchester United player. He did have some good seasons, but his comment, I think for me, where he spoke about England and how he preferred playing for them, this is a this is a country that, that didn't really pick him for years and he's had just over 20 caps for him yet he feels more comfortable playing for them than he does for a club that he's been at for a while. So I think that was a significant comment for me where I would like to see the back of Luke Shaw. Realistically, I don't think that's going to be the case. Realistically, I think Tellis and Luke Shaw will be the left-backs this season, going into next season. Uh, I think Diego Dallo will remain and we will get another right-back in. I'm happy with that. I don't think Dallow is overly responsible for what went wrong What went wrong in the second half of the season. Rafa Varane, he's still one of the best centre-backs in the world. We didn't really see it last season, although statistically he does measure up pretty well in terms of um, how many goals we conceded when he played and how many goals we conceded when he didn't play. So statistically, the, the stats are favourable for Varane, as, as are Opta stats in terms of tackles made, etc. Jules won. I think Varane ranks second on that list. So... He didn't have a great season, but he didn't have an awful season. And he's still the best centre-back at the club. And I think we need a partner for him. Unfortunately, I don't think anyone we have fits the mould. I would like to see the back of all four of these guys with Jones, Maguire, Bay, and Lindelof. Realistically, I only think that we are going to lose Eric Bailly. I seriously don't think anybody's going to come in and pay Phil Jones' wages unless Phil Jones is willing to take a pay cut to go and play football. So ultimately, I think we're going to be stuck with three of these. But realistically, I would like to lose all of them. I don't think there's any way we'll lose Harry Maguire. There's a rumour going around about Barcelona. But I think that would mean that Manchester United would have to take Something in the region of 30 million for an 80 million pound player. Well, at least that's what we paid for him. Maybe he could be a, a make way in the Frankie de Jong deal. I think that would be good for us if we could, if we could do that. If we could maybe leverage a way to, to get Frankie de Jong in for Harry Maguire and possibly only pay, um, 20, 25 million euros on top of that. That would be a great deal for Man United with the way Maguire has significantly reduced his value. But I think that's very, very optimistic. And I don't know how much weight there, are, the weight there is behind those rumours. Moving on to the midfield, we have Paul Pogba, Juan Mata, Jesse Lingard, Angus Pereira, Ahmad, Fred, Bruno Fernandes, Pellistereri, um, Matic, Donny van der Beek, Scott McTominay, Hannibal and James Garner. 
Hannibal is a player in the making. Um, I think that he could get some first-team minutes next season. He's certainly a player I want to see more of. Um, I think Scott McTominay, he's not talented enough. He loves Man United. I think he'll stay next season. But I think ultimately, he's not going to be a first-team player anymore. He makes too many mistakes. He can't pass the ball. He's out of position all the time. Yes, he's passionate. Yes, he speaks passionately. Yes, he loves the club. Yes, he runs around. He covers a lot of ground. But ultimately, he's not good enough to play for Manchester United. I think James Garner will go out on loan. Nemanja Matic, we already know that he's leaving the club. Donny van der Beek, this is a big big make or break season for him. For so long, many supporters have banged the drum for Donny and said that he's been treated badly and he's a much better player and he deserves a chance. Well, he's going to get his chance. This is the manager that made Donny van der Beek and now Donny van der Beek is playing for his manager. Now, this is going to be interesting because if Manchester United do play with the 4-2-3-1 formation, which is four at the back, two holding midfielders, one man in the centre of midfield, which is your playmaker with the two wingers on the side and one centre forward being Cristiano Ronaldo. That means Donny van der Beek would be challenging Bruno Fernandes for that one spot. Now, Donny van der Beek is capable of playing a little bit deeper, a little bit further back, but his best position would be the same position that Fernandes plays. So that'll be interesting next season in terms of how um, Eric Ten Hag approaches that. Does he continue to play just one and does he make a choice out of Donny van der Beek and Bruno Fernandes or does he play van der Beek deeper or does he do what Manchester City do, which is play the, the, the two players there, two number 10s. They do that with Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and they, and they do it when Gundogan comes into the team as well. Do they do that? And do Manchester United get a little bit braver this season? I tell you, if they do that, the, te- the holding midfielder needs to be absolutely top quality. So it can't be McTominay. It can't be Fred, although I do think that, um, that Fred will stay at the club. Uh, Pellisteri, I think, will go out on loan. I think Amard will as well. I think they're bad signings. I don't think they're good enough for Man United. When you're not starting for, for Glasgow Rangers like Amard wasn't, you, you shouldn't be a Manchester United player. Jesse Lingard, we know, is going. Juan Mata, I think, will go. Paul Pogba will go. These are players that I, I, I want to see go as well. I think they've had their time. And Andres Pereira, he's going to impress in pre-season. We call him the pre-season Pele. He's probably going to do that again, but ultimately he'll be no part of the United team and he'll probably go out on loan again this season. Uh, out of all of these players, I would like to see us get rid of the players I think we are getting rid of anyway. Pogba, Mata, Jesse Lingard. I'd like to get some money for Pereira because he's not going to make it at Man United. We'll be lucky to get any money for, for Amard and Pellisteri. Um, Fred, I think, could be a, a, a decent squad player. But we don't need Fred and McTominay. Neither of them are going to start. So I would like to get some money for one of those. Moving on to the forwards, we have uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, still on our website, surprisingly. Um, Edison Cavani, Jaden Sancho, Anthony Alanga, Charlotte Chotieri, uh, Ganacho, and Chong. So Chong and Chotieri, I think um, they'll get their chance later on down the line. They may make some appearances in the, in the Carabao Cup. And I think it's good to have a Carabao Cup run so these players can get some time because I do think they have some potential. And I think that's where Anthony Alanga will find himself back. I don't think he's anywhere good enough to start for us. I'm surprised with the amount of starts he got this season, but that's just indicative of how poor Man United have been this season and how bad Marcus Rashford has been. I don't think Marcus Rashford deserves another chance. 
Um, I think he's not only been bad this season, I don't think he was great the season before. That's why he lost his spot in the starting lineup for England. So I would like to recuperate 40 to 45 million for Marcus Rashford. I know we'd like to get a lot more. I know he's probably valued by the club at, at 70 to 80 million pounds. But off the back of last season, you're not going to get anywhere near that. The only way you're going to get that money is if he comes in and has a good season this season. And if he has a good season this season, then he's automatically going to stay at Man United. We know the situation with Edson Cavani. He's going. Ganacho. Ganacho's a quality player. He's just led Manchester United to the to the Youth Cup. He could be the cover for Cristiano Ronaldo if we don't sign another forward. A lot of that will depend on the Mason Greenwood situation and what happens there. At the moment, he's still not a part of the club's plans. If he does come come back in, I think that will be a blessing because for me, he is the most talented youngster in the country. He is more talented than, than Phil Foden. He's more talented than, than anybody out there that you can name. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he has the these issues but when it comes to out and out skills pace finishing Mason Greenwood is the future forward for Manchester United and hopefully this whole situation gets sorted out Anthony Martial I want him out of the club I don't think there's no future for him at all. And Jaden Sancho, he needs to have a much, much better second season, but he's a player I would definitely keep. So realistically, out of these, um, I do think that we will find a buyer for Anthony Martial. Edson Cavani is gone. I do think that the likes of uh, Chongi and Chotieri will go out on loan. Probably Ganacho as well. Um, as for Anthony Alanga, I think he's just going to start a lot less, but I do think he'll um, remain at the club. And unfortunately, I also think that Marcus Rashford will remain at the club. I don't think there's any way we'll sell him this window. I don't think we're going to take low offers of um, of 40 to 45 million for him. I think we will look at an offer of 60, 70 million, but off the back of the last season where he looks like a player who's just completely disinterested in football. I don't think we're going to get anywhere near that. So he is going to get another the chance. He's going to get a full pre-season. He's probably going to figure into the plans to start next season. So I can see us going in with the front three of um, Ronaldo, Sancho and Rashford with Bruno Fernandes sitting in behind him. And uh, I think initially Donny van der Beek will drop into that deeper position alongside a brand new holding midfielder. At the back, I think we'll continue with Luke Shaw. I think we'll continue with Diego Dallo. And um, I think Rafa Varane will be the, the main centre-back. But I do have a feeling that we will sign somebody to start alongside Rafa Varane and I have a feeling that's going to be Timber from Ajax. Um, Frankie de Jong will obviously fit into this team if he is signed. He will obviously be that extra holding midfielder that will play alongside Donny van der Beek in the holding midfield position. That's it for me and this season for Bet MUFC. However, we will be back in a couple of weeks. We won't be taking the long hiatus that the EPL show and Scamessa Italia will be taking because obviously there is activity during the transfer window and we'll be back to cover it after the international games. Good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening.